next to you, Sandy. And Sandy will be teaching us through and sharing her story through Psalm 34, which you've had the chance to talk about and hopefully take some time to read and maybe even study over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but Sandy, she loves to connect and um, be friends with women and make relationships. And she moved out to Southern California to be a part of her family's life. She has a love of the Lord that's contagious. She loves being involved in serving, and her favorite way to serve is on the praise team, which we enjoy having her here to do that. And uh, you've had her in groups together, you've gotten to know her in many other ways around church, and tonight you get to know a little bit more about her story and be really blessed by that. She spent a lot of time in prayer and study and just being before the Lord in this, so I know you're gonna be blessed and encouraged. So let's bring up Sandy. Right. Well, have you ever done something so bold and outrageous that even many of the people closest to you thought you had lost your ever-loving mind, <laughs> even become angry at you? It is in those moments that I need to come to God and be in his presence and listen for his voice. As we took a look at Psalm 34, our focus has been coming to him in every circumstance in joy and in sorrow, in peace and in chaos. And that is not always easy. In fact, for me, it's frequently not easy at all. Matthew 11, 28 and 29 says, Come to me, all who are weary or burdened, and I will give you rest. In every Throughout many of the Psalms, David cries out in the Lord's sorrow, sorrow, in peace, to come quickly. To say that is not do not forsake In fact, for me, it's well, David has a tendency to be a hot mess. Matthew 11, 28, 29 says, Come to me, all which are wiry and I will David knew that peace and in throughout many of the Psalms, David found a and I know to come quickly. Yeah, 
and now that I might have the opportunity to care for one of my own. I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And Ed and I talked, and talked, and talked. And my kids and I talked, and talked, and talked. And after all, all quite a bit of time, we made the outrageous decision for me to move to California ahead of Ed to care for Barrett and Cody. My older grandson, we only have part-time, so and he's 10, so he doesn't need me quite as much. Um, and Ed would stay in Iowa and begin the preparation for retiring from his current position and transitioning to joining me in California. Honestly, I didn't think it would take this long, but that is part of the story. And we got so much pushback from my parents, from some friends, even acquaintances. Isn't it always astonishing how many people think they should give you insight into your life when they don't even know anything about you? But I got a lot of insight from people. But we kept praying and doors kept opening and we kept pursuing it and praying for it and um, planning for a big change to life in California. You have to know that we are Midwesterners all the way. I grew up in the Midwest. My husband grew up in a town about this big. And uh, so this is a huge transition for us. Together we celebrated and we fretted and we planned for this next great adventure. But we felt that this was a calling not just to care for the boys, but to have the opportunity to share Jesus with them as well. So to add a little dimension to the bizarreness of the story, while we processed how we were going to live in two places, I was invited to move in with my daughter-in-law's parents. So they opened their home for me to me to stay rent-free as their way of partnering with me in caring for our grandchildren. It is definitely uncharted water, but God has continued to show his faithfulness. And I didn't write this down, but one of the cool things is I've been able to, it with Kim, so both of Kate's parents' names are Kim. Kim He and Kim She are actually <laughs> brother to them, or the Kims. Um, while they know the Lord, they haven't been active really in pursuing their faith. They were burnt in a church years ago and, and very wounded by that. But Kim, she is a she loves she loves seeking after the Lord, and so one of the really cool side notes of this adventure is that I've gotten to walk with her a little bit and and help her get back into seeking the Lord too. So that's pretty cool. Um, God keeps showing His faithfulness. He gave me this church, and that is a story I'd love to share with you sometime because it was a one and done for me. Thanks to Jennifer, I called, and she said, oh, yeah, we don't wear masks, and, and I wouldn't sing because I called churches that weren't singing during COVID, and you know how much I would not go for that. And so, uh, yeah, I came once and declared it home. So he provided that, he, and, and I get to serve here. Oh, I get to serve. I love that part so much, especially on the worship team. And it's a place where the truth of God is spoken faithfully mm -hmm. and with, without any reservation. I said, the word is spoken with abandon, and I love that. He gave me great friendships. And I do really do love the beach. <laughs> and the ocean beach is not 
It's not the same as a little lake beach. <laughs> no. And then there's no, it's not. Word, right? <laughs> and then there's my relationship with Barrett, and there just aren't even words for that. It, you, you, most of you that know me even a little bit know that I, yeah, he's a delight. Of course he is. He really is. That's his favorite line right now. But this journey has not been without a lot of trials. I really, really hate the enemy and how he takes what is beautiful and works to make it ugly and uncertain. And we have had that. And even as I have walked with God most of my life and seen his faithfulness over and over again, there have been a lot of obstacles and seasons of great uncertainty in this journey. Would we be able to afford the transition from Midwest living to West Coast living? Mm -hmm. We have a house in a neighborhood we've lived in for 22 years. We have relationships there. And it's that security and peaceful living, knowing that. And I, living in somebody else's house, I really do miss my own house. Mm -hmm. um, what about my parents? My parents are, there's, my parents are almost 90. My dad's 90. My mom is almost 90. They live in their own home, but they live in Iowa. Now, what about that? What about our daughter? I have a daughter that's in vet school just 10 miles from where our house is. My husband has a lifelong career as a social worker and a therapist. Is he ready to retire and do something different? Because his licensure doesn't transfer to California. We have wavered a few times, and I have had to surrender it all over and over again. Praying, your Lord, Lord, your will be done is not always easy for me. Being soft to be called back to Iowa, if that is his will for us, I couldn't even utter the words. When fear, doubt, hurt, and I have experienced some of the most insane hurt I've ever known in this process, when that's come, in the middle of the agony, God would show up. And he would show me that I was still living in his will for today. If you know me at all, you probably know that I like order and organization. I am the queen of a list. I'll make a list of lists I need to make. <laughs> and I really like to be in control. Uh. <laughs> I really like to be in control. So when God wants to get my attention, he often strips away any semblance of control and forces me to live in the moment and be still. When the uncertainty came and when it comes, and in a very recent season, I cried out like Elijah did in 1 Kings 19. He was afraid and he was running for his life. And he cried out this out to the Lord. I've had enough, Lord. I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty and now my enemies want to kill me. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. He sat down under a tree and prayed to die. Yep, I have been there. Well, God's first answer to Elijah was to have a snack and take a nap because he was probably angry. <laughs> he later took him out to stand on a mountain in the Lord's presence and to watch for the Lord to pass by. A powerful wind came, but the Lord was not in. An earthquake came, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. A fire came, and the Lord was not in the fire. And then, a gentle whisper. For me, it includes a remembering. My circumstances were not to my liking. 
And it's happened time and time again in my lifetime, when I struggled to become pregnant, when suicide invaded my family, when unemployment happened. That season alone, Ed had lost his job in a corporate restructuring and was unemployed for 10 months. And as a single income family, because daycare, while it is the delight of my life, it has a really terrible retirement plan. <laughs> Um, during the 10 months that he was unemployed, we actually made more money during that season than we'd ever made in our whole lives because God provided. We together prayed. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. A gentle whisper. How many times has my own voice been so loud I could not hear the gentle whisper of my sweet Jesus? Let me tell you so many times. I go before the Lord with, dear Jesus, I have this really fabulous plan. So if you could just bless it and come along beside me, that would be fabulous. I pray that occasionally. Probably more than I should. And so now you can refer back to that part where I said I like to be in control. But I stand on the rock. I serve the most gentle and compassionate and loving God. And he just keeps whispering, be still and know. Well, he often says, girl, sit down and shut up. <laughs> but you will then see and know that I am God. So in the quiet, excruciating waiting, God is at work, calming Ed's heart, softening mine, preparing me for whatever God would ask of me next. Reminding me that I don't have to know all things to know that he is good. That he adores me. So how do I remain in his presence? How do I come to him? To him? Well, I get to choose. I can choose to wallow in my agony and, oh, I do that very well. <laughs> or I can choose to praise him. Music is often my heart cry. I think it was for David, too. Many of his psalms are about singing, dancing, making music before the Lord, whether you feel like it or not. Psalm 34 says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Mm -hmm. We know full well that David's life was not a prosperity gospel story. He had a heart after God's, but he was a hot mess. Me, too. Yet, like we've been reading through this lesson, he sought the Lord, and the Lord answered. He delivered me from all of my fears. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The Hebrew word means pulverized. Pulverized. I have felt pulverized. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I have been all those things, but here I stand. I can choose to be in the word. If you want to hear the will and the voice of your Father, he speaks through his word. And I can assure you, there is nothing you can experience except that it is addressed in Scripture. Nothing. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but the circumstances of my life are not all that unique. Some of the details, perhaps, but like David, my soul can boast in the Lord Seeking the Lord is being in his word, and David mentions it throughout this psalm. Verse 4, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. Verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Verse 10, 
Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Verse 11. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And I can choose to pray. And sometimes that is the hardest. When my heart is crushed, I don't even know what to pray. Romans 8, 26 and 27 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Wow. That brings me such peace. I can cry, Jesus, 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 and the Spirit fills in the rest. And this room is filled with many of my prayer warriors. I People I call when I have no words who then intercede for me. And I am so grateful. Isn't it wonderful to know that we have been surrounded by others, by sisters who will intercede for us when we haven't got the energy to lift our face? But, and to know that nothing I bring to the Father is insignificant. Nothing. That he is close to the brokenhearted and that he saves those crushed in spirit. To be loved as his child. To know, like he says in Isaiah 41, 13, I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says, Do not be afraid, for I will help you. That is one of my favorite images to close my eyes and think about God sitting next to me, holding my hand, saying, I got this, girl. I got this. And it appears right now that things are moving forward. While we have wavered in the last two years, we are once again discussing the nuts and bolts of living here. I am holding that loosely. It isn't easy be control and all. <laughs> the control, you know. And there are a lot of moving parts to work out in order to actually do the thing. I'm leaving on Friday to spend next week with my husband, and we will be praying and working on those parts. I'd love for you to pray for us, that God will continue to reveal his perfect plan, work out all the details, and give me a heart of surrender and peace. And that I will continue to have his praise on my lips at all times. Can we pray? Can I pray for you? Lord God, thank you. Thank you for giving us the great freedom and the relationship to come close to you. Thank you for being so crazy about us that you want us to be in your presence. Lord, I pray that each of the women here, and some of us have shared some raw and vulnerable things tonight, that they will know, that they will know that you are God, that you love them, that they, they are precious, that you are crazy about them, God, and that they will continue to be in your presence, Lord. We love you. Thank you for this time.